Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hey everyone, my name is Chris. I am the creator of Mommy and Her Budget. Um, I have Mommy and Her Budget blog. I'm Mommy and Her Budget on Instagram and on YouTube. Um, And I really created this platform to help women level up their finances through budgeting, saving, and investing. Outside of personal finance content, I am also a mother and a human resources professional. Um, And I was able to dig myself out of six figures worth of debt, begin investing, um, investing in real estate, and start to build a solid financial future for my family. So my passion is really passing on this knowledge um, and sharing what I've learned with my community. Wait, 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 wait a minute here. (laughs) You said it so casually that you, you know, just dug yourself out of six figures worth of debt. Um, What? Because I feel like so many people will swear that it's impossible, that you have to be like a millionaire in order to make it happen, that there's no way, you know, to be able to get out of debt. So can you share a little bit of of that journey and how, like, why did you even start that journey? How did you even have the the courage and um, ability to commit yourself to that Yeah, of course. So my daughter is definitely my why, and she was really the catalyst for this journey. Um, So I had a lot of student loan debt, um, around $85,000 worth of student loan debt upon graduating, undergraduate and grad school, um, and didn't get the highest paying job leaving graduate school. Um, And I also used shopping as therapy. Um, And I unfortunately had a little bit of lifestyle creep. I got my first real job as a teacher and I just spent and anyone who would lend me money, I would spend it. Um, And then fast forward to my second teaching job, I was pregnant with my daughter and just kind of had a coming to the Lord moment that I could barely keep up with my minimum payments. And I had to take an unpaid maternity leave because I was new at the school. Um, I loved the school. I loved it dearly. I still love it to this day. Um, but I did have to take that unpaid maternity leave. And I realized I was not in a financial situation to do so. Um, And I unfortunately had to go back to work when she was just six weeks old, um, because I just wasn't in the financial position to spend the time that I wanted to with my newborn. Um, And that was really the turnaround moment for me. I knew I had to make a change. And I also knew I wanted to provide a better financial future for my daughter. And I wanted to um, give her a solid foundation in life. I knew that had to start with me and me getting my own finances together. Um, So I just dived deep into the world of personal finance um, and began really focusing on starting to pay off my high interest debt. So when I first um, started looking into uh, building my finances, I jumped right into the debt-free community. Um, and I, I have since changed my line of thinking a little bit. I don't think you have to pay off every penny of debt before you move on to other goals. But I did um, tackle a lot of my high interest debt um, and was able to really build a better financial situation for my family, save an emergency fund, um, begin investing and paying down a good chunk of that debt. I've paid off over uh, between sixty and $70,000 now. 
Was it easy, especially at the beginning? No, but was it worth it? I, I would say absolutely, especially when you have that strong why and you know why you're doing it. Definitely. And we hear so often about, you know, um, starting with your why and that being really important, but it it never gets old and it's always necessary and significant to remind ourselves of that because it's so easy to get distracted. Um, and it's really, it's really like in a world where, <laughs> in a world where the foundation and the societal messages that we're getting are quite contrary <laughs> to some mm-hmm. of the things that we're trying to do, that not only can we get sidetracked and distracted within ourselves, but society is constantly trying to tell us that we're headed down the wrong path. So you really have to be grounded and kind of rooted in what you know to be true for yourself and what you see for yourself that maybe no one else does. And so for you, I don't know if you experienced, you know, the potential for distractions on your journey or, you know, in, in the work that you do as far as, um, having these conversations around around money and educating people on financial literacy, like what distractions do you typically see um, come up for other people? Um, well, I'll start with me personally. I The distractions came a lot from the media and also from my own friend group and my, my circle of influence. Um, my group kind of graduated and began living this... Um, very Los Angeles life. And I wanted to keep up as much as possible. I'd gotten into a lease that I can't afford or I couldn't afford at the time. Um, you know, I'm seeing my, my friends drive these fancy cars and lived in, live in lofts. And that was around the time also that I decided to make a financial change. And sometimes it hurt to make that sacrifice. Like, you know, they want to go have this um, expensive brunch on the weekends and I have to say no or I can't afford it. Um, or if I go, I'm choosing the least expensive thing on the option. I'm like, oh, they probably think that I'm cheap and that I'm this, that and the other. But what I had to learn to do is not care what anybody else thought because they weren't in my financial situation um, and they they didn't necessarily know what my plans were and where I was going. So I definitely had a lot of distractions along the way and I still have distractions to this day. It just feels like kind of as you get deeper into the work and the further that you get into your journey, um, the less loud the distractions become and the more easy it is to kind of focus specifically on your why. Yes, I I hear you on that. And, and I think that that resonates with a lot of people in that, you know, we oftentimes do have friends that maybe are on different paths, have different goals, which there's nothing wrong with. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we have to have these conversations about our boundaries and what we're working toward and how committed we are to making that happen. Because sometimes maybe we tell somebody, oh, yeah, I'm going to pay off my debt. And they're like, oh, that's sweet. You know, and then, and then they invite you out. And then you say no. And they're like, oh, wait, what? Like, yeah. Oh, you're paying your debt off. I see. That means you can't always hang out or we can't always do this, this and that, but we can do a picnic and I'll bring sandwiches or, you know what I mean? Or something like that, where you have to get creative and come up with different ways to connect. Um, and I think a lot of friendships are maybe tested in that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and also I had to come to the re- realization that I didn't know their financial situation in and out. So if they were able to do that comfortably and pursue their financial goals, then, you know, so be it. That's great for them. But for me, that just wasn't a reality. And also learning that if they were truly my friends, um, then they would be okay with the financial decisions that I was making, um, especially as a parent, knowing that I had a mouth to feed and a- another human being relying on me. 
I mean, I even had family who were just like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. You're always going to be in debt. You'll always owe someone, um, you know, kind of debt is forever. Um, and, you know, now that I'm a real estate investor, it's it's likely that I will have mortgages in debt for quite some time, which is fine. But just that that negative thinking around trying to um, improve your finances, like it's it's impossible, which it really isn't. It really isn't. With the proper um, knowledge and dedication, it's totally something that is attainable. Hmm. So then for someone who feels like, you know, maybe they need to start looking at their finances more closely, having this inkling that, hmm, maybe, maybe I can, you know, get on a plan to win with my money. And for each person that might also look different. Maybe you don't want to pick up someone else's dream or goals with money and try to make them your own. Um, what would you advise as far as where to begin? So I would first, um, the, it kind of ties into my introduction into personal finance. So um, like I had said before, I jumped right into the debt-free community, which is not something that I necessarily subscribe to now. Um, does it work for people? Yes. I've seen it work for plenty of people. Um, some of my favorite uh, Instagram personalities and content creators are, you know, paid off all of their debt and then chose to pursue different financial goals. But for me, um, I kind of talk about a four-step approach to um, getting your finances under control and building wealth and um, building success with your finances. So it starts with first kind of facing the music, which was um, one of the hardest parts of the journey for me because I kept sticking my head in the sand. Like if I don't look at the balances, if I don't uh, do X, Y, and Z, like it doesn't, you know, really, it can't affect me. It doesn't exist. So when I had to sit down and look at those numbers, it was really um, a, a very, serious moment. Like, oh my gosh, I got myself into all this debt. So first pulling your numbers um, and getting on a budget. So budgeting would be the, the first step. Um, and oftentimes that is the hardest step is kind of facing the music. Um, and then I would say to save an emergency fund. Um, and this is again, where I differ than a lot of the debt-free community. Um, I know that there is some knowledge out there that says to save a thousand dollar emergency fund. And i it, it worked for me for a while, but just in my my concern for, you know, myself and my family and also for other people that might not always be the best financial advice for your health and safety. Um, so I suggest that people save a three to six month emergency fund um, and then begin to tackle their high interest debt. Um, and once that high interest debt is paid off. Um, so for me, I'm doing the slow and steady with my low interest debt, like student loans, because I can get a higher return on my investment with beginning to invest for the future. Um, and there's definitely a method to what you should invest in. So first tax, uh, tax advantaged accounts um, and then taxable accounts. Um, so once you get that high interest debt paid off, don't be afraid to save and invest for your long-term goals. But the first step, I feel like I went on and on with that. The first step is definitely to um, begin to face the music um, and and run your numbers, pull your free credit report, see your standing. Um, and it's like ripping the Band-Aid off. Once you do it, um, then you can create a clear course of action. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, and everyone that's listening in the tribe knows that we're all students and we're all teachers over here. So if y'all ain't catch that because you didn't have a pen and paper nearby or something like that, you're going to have to listen to the episode again because she just gave you 
the keys, okay, to success. Um, and again, it's not about trying to do somebody else's plan. It's really about looking at your own situation and taking time to reflect and envision what is going to lead to your destination of like your dream life or creating, you know, a brighter future for yourself or your, your family. And so um, I think that that's really important because people play the comparison game a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and that just stands to get in, in your way of, of getting to where you actually want to be. You know what I mean? Because you might get you might actually end up where someone else has devised a path. And that may not be where you want to where you want to go, you know? Right. Yeah, I'm all for everyone um, kind of choosing a plan that works for them. Personal finance is personal, and I know that's kind of overstated in our community, but it really is. Everyone has a unique situation. I mean, what works for one person might not work for the next person. And I, I really feel like I struggled trying to fit myself into a plan or into a box that wasn't right for me and for my family. Um, so for me, if you have a plan and it financially makes sense and you're moving forward, then you are winning. Yes. Okay. So you gave us the keys. You gave us not just step one, but you gave us like one through four. Was that all four or was that only a couple? That was all four. So first, get on a budget. Second, save your emergency fund because as I hate to say unprecedented times because it's <laughs> also overstated. Um, but if we haven't learned anything the last year is that you know, life can be unpredictable. Um, even with what's going on in Texas right now, life can really be unpredictable um, for everyone. And we don't want to find ourselves in a situation where we can't take care of ourselves or our family. That emergency fund is really going to vary based on your own individual circumstances. So again, here it's personal finance is personal. If you have a child, you may need a larger emergency fund, or if you're living at home and you're single, you may not need as much. So finding an emergency fund that's comfortable for you. So if anything does happen, you kind of have your own back. Um, and then once you save that emergency fund, then tackling that high interest debt, because high interest debt is highway robbery. It makes me so upset. Um, so getting that paid off as quickly as possible, like yesterday. Um, and then after paying off your high interest debt and not being afraid to pursue other financial goals, like saving for a down payment for a piece of property or um, beginning to invest for retirement in those tax advantaged accounts. Um, and for me, again, with this plan that I was on before, it's like you need to fully fund your retirement or do X, Y, and Z before you save for your child's future. I began immediately saving for my daughter's future because I want to break that student loan cycle. So again, just analyzing what's right for you and what's right for your family um, and not being afraid to pursue those uh, further financial goals once you've gotten that high interest debt out of the way. I love it. I love it. I love it. So what I personally kind of recognize is, um, you know, typically it's like a, a budgeting issue or an income issue or both. Do you recognize that there are certain things that get in the way of someone's ability to, you know, get on a financial plan and practice consistency and follow through? Um, it can be one of those two, either a budgeting or an income issue. And I definitely had both at the beginning of my journey, which was why I was kind of spiraling into all of this debt, into six figures of debt. Um, I definitely had a budgeting issue. I could not I didn't even have a budget at the time, I'm going to be honest. And the first time I created one, I couldn't stick to it because it was so restrictive that it just, it didn't allow me to live any life or have any enjoyment. And it just felt like a punishment. 
Um, and then it was also an income issue. So I did have to strategically move jobs. I ended up leaving a job that I love, which I would not recommend for everyone. Uh, mental health and, and enjoyment does come before a lot of things, but the situation that I was in, I did leave a job that I loved um, and continued to to grow in my career. Um, I changed careers actually completely. And um, I side hustled for a while as well, um, which I did give up to spend time more time with my daughter. But having that extra income and like raising my salary. So when I started this journey, I was at $40,000 and I was able to strategically um, raise my salary by kind of job hopping, even though everyone was like, don't job hop. That's going to look so terrible. I job hopped up to over a hundred thousand dollars. Um, and that has been beneficial to my um, journey as well. So if, and I always encourage if anyone loves their job, do stay there. Um, if you, if you're passionate about what you do, um, but you know, you can, there's always ways to raise your income. Um, and also create a budget that you enjoy and a budget that is uh, flexible and a budget that is effective so that you can stick to it, um, in the long run, because having, a budget for me for, I was doing a biweekly budget in two weeks and I've blown that budget in two weeks. It's just, it's disheartening and it starts this terrible cycle of, um, of being too restrictive and then overspending and it wasn't healthy and it wasn't helpful. So for me, it all comes back to uh, health as well. Definitely. Yeah. I think that cycle that you just mentioned is really key. And what I hear a lot of is, is it's kind of a vicious cycle where it's like, okay, I can be good for a certain amount of time. And then, you know, things fall to the wayside or it was really, I was too restrictive, um, Mm -hmm. in, in a certain season. And so then after the restrictions are lifted or I get to the point where I kind of break, um, you know, we go into that, that overspending. And so, um, it really does, I always say like, it does, kind of stand as a testament that you say personal finances is personal. And I always say that your personal finance journey is a personal growth journey, you know, because you're going to be stretched and you're going to mm-hmm. have to face yourself and some of your beliefs and ways of being and have to learn new habits and unlearn old habits. And and so it really is more than just money that we're talking about and dealing with. Um, and so for you, what are some of the major things that you feel like you've learned in this process of evolving because it's ongoing, right? It's, there's no arriving. Absolutely. All right. I know everything financially. Like there's always something new. What is it that you've learned along the way thus far? So I love that you said that. That's literally something I was filming a YouTube video today and I was saying the same exact thing. I'm constantly evolving on this journey as with any journey in life, for example, a personal fitness journey or a finance journey or, you know, any journey that you're going on, you're always going to be evolving and learning something new. Um, so it, my finance journey definitely, um, helped me grow as just a person in general. I noticed a lot of, um, the things in my finance journey kind of, uh, how do I say it? Were interconnected with so many other things in my life. For example, being extremely restrictive, um, and not allowing space for myself in my budget, or if I would feel guilty spending, I don't know, $5 on a cup of coffee or $20 like on a top. Um, and I, I noticed that in my, my, my financial journey. And I noticed that in my life as well, that I didn't make space for myself or space to take care of myself. And I was just running myself ragged and it wasn't a healthy way to live. So now I'm learning to prioritize myself, um, not only in my finances, but in my personal life as well. So, so many things on this journey will, or 
show you more about yourself um, and it will run into many areas of your life. I hope that answered your question. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, it, it did. Um, and for each person, it's going to be different. Like there's, it, it's personal. So um, mm. person has their own constellations of things to face and to learn. Um, for people that have maybe you, you've gotten testimonials or they've reached out and said, hey, you know, what you share is really helpful in some way, shape or form. For them, what have they mentioned as um, huge shifts in mindset or things that they've learned? Um, so one thing a lot of people reach out to me about is I'm all for living your life while you're on your financial journey. And I feel like there's not enough of that in the personal mm -hmm. community. So I do get a lot of DMs and content or comments about people being excited to um, see someone who supports just living your life and prioritizing things that are important to you and your family while on your debt-free journey or your personal finance journey. If anyone follows me on Instagram, they know I still travel while paying off debt, which seemed like, you know, a year ago, two years ago, when I started this journey, it was like cardinal sin. Like you should not step foot on an airplane if you are still in debt. And I'm just like, why? What if, what if God forbid I pass away, you know, next week or next month and I don't, I didn't have a chance to live my life or to enjoy anything about my life or make, um, memories with my family. So I feel like that really resonates with my community. Um, and they enjoy seeing how you can make a budget that is not restrictive or a budget that prioritizes you and your family and the things that you care about. Um, and also, um, I receive a lot of DMs about investing um, and what to, how to go about investing. I feel like um, there are not as many women as I'd like to see in this space. Um, so I'm being more vocal about investing and getting women invested into the market through different vehicles like, um, you know, traditional retirement accounts, but also what if you wanted to invest for your child's future? What if you wanted to invest in an individual brokerage account? Um, so those are some of the things that I feel like really resonate with my community. I love it. So yes, there's so many facets and so many um, perspectives. And I think more and more we're seeing more people um, embrace, right? This idea that you can become financially literate, you can be on a financial journey, and it doesn't have to be one way. There's different ways, there's different options that you have um, to make it happen. And hitting on that personal piece is what's going to help you kind of be directed to what's going to work best for you. And so um, I love that you mentioned that and that you're sharing information and kind of going against the grain, I guess, you know, where it's mm -hmm. like, well, all of us should should technically hopefully know that it's okay to live your life while you are still um, getting financially savvy. Um, but, you know, for you to, to be open and authentic about it, like I truly appreciate it. And I'm sure everyone watching appreciates it. Um, so what is it that you have going on that you would like people to know about and where are you most active on social? So I'm actually most active on Instagram. I do post a lot of personal finance content on Instagram. I try and post daily. Um, and I post a lot about that, those four um, key steps, I think that will help um, individuals build a foundation of wealth and financial success in their lives. Um, and I post a lot in my stories just about my personal life to keep things fun and build community. So we feel like we know each other, but I also recently ventured into YouTube. So I have, um, a couple of videos up about, um, investing about real estate investing, about 
personal finance journeys and my next YouTube video, um, I'm not sure how this will align with this episode coming out, will be my unpopular <laughs> money opinion. So that should be an interesting one. Um, and I hope everyone has the chance to go check it out. Oh, yeah, that's never going to go out of style. So whenever they're listening to this, definitely make sure that you not only check it out, but that you subscribe, that you share it with a friend and that you maybe, you know, have a conversation. The the best way to know if you've learned something is to talk about it and, and share with someone else. And so we need to also normalize talking about money with our friends and our family, if we're able, so that we can essentially um, learn how to level up together because it's it's not fun to be by yourself, you know, in in the process of evolving. And it would be much more enjoyable um, to see, you know, those around you also learning and growing and evolving. So I appreciate you for coming on the show and sharing your gems, um, taking the time out of your day, you know, everything you've got going on. It just means a lot. And I know that everyone listening is also going to yield many gems from from what you shared. Thank you so, so much for having me. Um, I'm honored to be here. I love your platform and your content. So again, thank you. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.